0: The button has been pushed. We are activated. Yeah, okay. Yes, we are live. Matt and Matt here with the podcast. Hi, I'm Matt. And I am also Matt.
1: But I'm more of a Matt because, first of all, I'm just much larger.
0: Well, and, and second,
1: my initials spell M-A-T.
0: Well, but larger where? hey
1: yo, that's how the show's <laughs> going to start today. What's up, people? How you Welcome doing? back to the show.
0: We are Matt and Matt, the Matt Man Podcast.
1: Yep. Uh, Before we get into anything, I just want to say I'm kind of amazed that this last week has just been filled with movie headlines on stuff we've been talking about for like the last year.
0: They're finally catching up to us. They are. They really are. We should get some money for that, but that is not happening. But until that happens, let's keep talking about it. You know, we usually do a cold opening right about this time. But I think we should get right into something. I think so, too. Let's talk about Under the Silver Lake. What is Under the Silver Lake? It, it Well, that's... What is <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, that's actually probably the best question. That is what the perfect the fuck question. Is this? Uh, it's a detective movie. It's a noir movie. Uh, n- it, noir. Noir. Noir, noir. Uh, movie. Uh, it's a comedy. It's a... Uh, is it? Uh, I, I know I laughed. And I know you laughed. Whether Maybe
1: you for you liked like different reasons. or not, reasons. we're not getting there. Maybe exactly. for different reasons, yeah. But,
0: hey, a comedy is a comedy. If you're laughing, you're laughing. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Garfield... Okay, well, we'll get to that Okay, now, now, sure, now, this yeah. is
1: going to be interesting because yes. you usually hate Andrew Garfield. I,
0: do. I don't hate, but I you extremely don't like I dislike.
1: Him. Now, yes. even in your favorite movie the last 10 years, yes. Social Network, sure, yes. you don't like him. No. Even though I think he's by far the best part of that movie.
0: Mm, yeah, nope, don't like
1: him. How'd you like him in Under the Silver Lake? Loved him,
0: followed him anywhere. <laughs> I cannot wait to watch that movie seven times. Really? It was just so... Uh, it was the best...
1: I feel like I never have to watch it again.
0: It's the best absurd movie like that since Inherent Vice. And uh, I'm just such a sucker for detective absurdity. Those
1: like. those two would actually pair well together. I'm saying. They yeah. really would. Double feature that. I am Un- in the house. Unfortunately, I was not a fan of either of those. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is pretty much everybody involved with both of those I usually love. Mm. Uh, my, my, my issue with Under the Silver Lake um, is the fact that it seems like... Maybe the filmmaker, first of all, It Follows, I think, is one of the best horror movies of the last 10, 15 years. A lot of people say that. Fantastic. Yep. And I think he might have succumbed to the pressure of, what am I going to do now? hmm Right? Because mm-hmm. he didn't get the Ryan Johnson, hey, I did Brick, I'm going to follow up with Looper and then jump to yep. Star Wars. Exactly. So he decided to go the opposite route and make – a tiny little movie about a part of Los Angeles that, if you're not familiar with Los Angeles, Los Angeles, you don't understand this movie at all. Yeah, it makes personal. no sense. Yeah. So it's already for a very limited audience. Sure. It feels like okay. When I first saw it, I, I know I was texting you and I said it felt a little bit like um, uh, Southland Tales. Yes. After I got through the whole thing, it's like I think that's just maybe in general weirdness vibe, but like there's nothing in terms of like thematics that right. is even close. But I think he might have had a whole bunch of ideas and kind of didn't know where to go with them. Because as much as I kind of liked some of the questions and like, hey, what's this about? I do like to have some kind of wrap-up, some kind of conclusion. I gotcha. It's Like, like people compare it to Lebowski. The funny thing about Lebowski is they show their hand all the way through that this is all kind of pointless. Yes. Like, when he's... And that's a good point. I mean, the whole thing yeah. is you know, beware of the dog killer, and you know that's really interesting. That Lebowski. And I thought he was going to be the dog killer.
0: I still think he is the dog killer. A lot of people think that he is the dog killer. But yeah, but there is not. It doesn't. But like in Lebowski, you, you have that
1: scene hands. where oh, what was it Jackie is on the phone, you know, yeah. and he's writing something down, and he takes the paper. And Lebowski goes and he does the rubbing mm-hmm. and you expect, oh, he's going to have an address or a name and it's just, just a, a drawing a guy with a big dick. Just a penis. And that tells you everything you need to know about really the does. movie and you're not even two-thirds of the way through, yeah. right? This one, I kind of wish they would have shown their hand a little bit earlier on, mm-hmm. like, if this isn't going to mean anything, then just sit back and enjoy it because if I get invested in the story and I get invested in, hey, what does this mean? And then I find out, oh, there is no meaning. Right. <sighs>
0: Okay, uh, f- fair enough. Uh, yeah. I
1: don't know... I'm not saying it's bad. I just...
0: How you do a mystery thriller like that. Though, as as I say that, I also hear what you're saying. With the mystery thriller, you're looking for something, you're trying to pick out the clues, and you're trying to do the detective work either along with the movie or through what it's giving you.
1: Right, and even when he figures out what's going on at the end, um, it didn't feel like a big enough land, right? Hmm. Um, it's no Chinatown. I mean, like, the, you yeah. know, it's no... Yeah, Um But I kind of liked... That aspect of it, where it's like, oh, these guys really think—spoilers, sorry, spoilers—where mm. these guys really think that they're like the the pharaohs of now, right. right? Sure, and that these women were like, okay, we'll we'll go with you. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of dug that, but then it's like got nowhere else to go, and you still got like 15 minutes left in your movie. That's true, uh- and his moral victory at the end. <laughs> what yeah. yeah that is that is good those are all the good points um i do
0: encourage anybody that watches the movie then to go to reddit go to the <laughs> subreddit because there are so many uh, uh webs that you can go through so many different ideas about not only you know what the movie's about who did it but the themes and i think that that's the most important thing is movies don't always carry such strong themes as this one does yeah and and i really like that As especially for a detective movie because uh you know the 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 ideas uh the life passing you by and Lebowski, everything he lived 20 years in the past and how all the right. things work with the doctor stuff. So, so
1: my, one of my issues with it is I kind of like the whole idea of the hidden messages, right? And then when he finds the guy who's writing the songs and putting the messages in, um, you still got quite a bit of movie after that. And everything that's led up to that moment now is utterly meaningless.
0: Right. It does. Yep. Yeah.
1: I kind of wish there was a little more cohesion. It feels like he got done with a draft and then went through and was like I'll clean up a couple little bits and let's let's just make it
0: let's just shoot yeah
1: i think there might have been a little bit more refinement that was needed but again you go online and this is an this is a love it or leave it kind of movie oh definitely you're not going to find someone who's like yeah it's okay yeah that's completely
0: true, you know. And as you said, the music producer. First of all, that's my favorite scene in the film. It's so weird. It's so meta, it's so and it's weird. like it's poking through the fourth wall and into the sixth wall, just about the ideas of how pop music is created and works. And how all they that?
1: get so many clearances for that, I know that one was
0: scene? Unbelievable. But you talk about comparing it to Southland Tales. Only as you're talking now, I thought, oh, well, there's your Justin Timberlake singing the Killers. Yeah. yeah. You know, that, like that's that moment in the film. But yeah. again, that that also came earlier in the film. It wasn't towards the end. And, you know, you could argue that maybe the that The Killers was, was
1: like exactly halfway
0: through. It was, yes. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But and that was even more of an interlude. It didn't have anything to do with the plot. The issue with the scene where he meets the composer is that this is literally everything that the last two hours mm-hmm. is built to. But then you still have half an hour left. Yeah, like I, I love the Hobo King. I kind of wish there's a whole movie about the Hobo King. It
0: was pretty spectacular. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere down the line there was a Hobo King movie. I mean, just because it is, it's such a rich character, and there's so many ways that you can do that. Right. I, I just thought it was
1: so. It's kind of like in Logan ingenious. Lucky, where like go to the middle of the woods and get the case from the bear, yep. and they show up, and there's a guy in a bear suit. Yep. And that's all he's there for. And It's like, uh, no, I want to, I so want, I want to know more about him. Let's spend time with the bear the suit. Bear yes. suit. So, okay. This is obviously divisive. So, is this something you're going to tell people they should see side-unseen or do you want to kind of feel it out like, "Hey, do you like this? Do you like this? Oh, in that case you'll really like Under the Silver Lake."
0: Uh, no. Anybody that gets a movie recommendation from me knows they are rolling the dice on <laughs> <laughs> whether well, there's going to be that something they're going to enjoy or anybody besides me in this world right. is going to enjoy. So, uh no. I've recommended it to at least half a dozen people. I enjoyed the crap out of it. But again, uh, I'm really much in a detective movie phase of my life right now, yeah. anyhow. And I think it fits really well with Raymond Chandler's story. It's the long goodbye, uh, you know, all the His Girl Friday, all those kind of movies. So
1: I think I, I think I might have, I, I think I might know why I didn't care for it as much as you did. Yes. There is nothing redeemable about the main character. I always like at least one little thing I can latch on to. But he is a loser in every sense of the word, and I can't stand him. But also, is that not because maybe he is the dog killer? I mean, even if you took that whole aspect out, I still don't like him. Yeah, fair enough. He doesn't. Have yeah, it f- doesn't have. He f- does f- nothing. Yeah, can't argue that. Well, under the Silver
0: Lake, watch it if you want to. If don't,
1: if you don't, I, I say, I say, watch it because if anything, it gives good discussion afterwards.
0: Yes, uh, it is uh, definitely. A just talk know about. Just know, know that movie. you might hate it. Now, going from great aspiration, let's take it down a notch. <laughs> Let's talk about all our favorite times that an actor has phoned it in in a
1: movie. there's so many.
0: So let's let's define what we're talking about here first. Kind of define what your idea is of an actor mailing it in.
1: Okay, this isn't like watching the movie Little Nicky and saying, Sandler phoned it in. Because then you have to disregard Waterboy and pretty much everything else. It's not like... You know, this is when this is basically everything post cent of a Woman. Or, no, not, no, no, this is everything post Devil's Advocate. First of all, I thought you were going to go into an Al Pacino there. Uh, for I am. A I am. Okay, okay. For Al Pacino, like everything post Devil's Advocate. Oh, I was talking about the voice. I thought you were going to slide into your Al Pacino. Hoo-wah! There you go. Thank I you. I can't even do it all today. Right, no, I'll take it. She's got to. Great ass! <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shut it down. That's yeah. it. Podcast over. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. So, okay. so it's got
1: to be someone that has a good history. Mm-hmm. And that yeah, you they know- have to earn it. There has to be a bar that we know they right. can get to. And you also kind of, I think you have to take out of uh, consideration possibly the director. Okay. Um Because unless there's, well, I, even G, then I don't know. Because if you're working with Mick G, you're going to mail it in. I mean, that's just the way that No, goes. you won't. Take take a look at Christian Bale and how upset he got that some that the that the that DP ruined his situation. take yes. on a, yes, on I a, that was a on Terminator four. Oh my <laughs> goodness gracious.
0: Uh, you know, you, you say Terminator Four, let's make sure here's one thing, and tell me if you agree on this rule of actors phoning it in. There's never been a good third movie in a franchise. Yeah, there has, that ends at three. That now, ends at three. That ends at, they oh. just have the three. I get, you know, when you go past that, there are great franchises, I don't want to say that, but if they just do three movies, when I'm you're trying doing to find that third that, one... I'm trying to find some that only have three well, and I mean, haven't even had if another one like at, 20 years later. Even if you look at like the Batman series uh, that Nolan did, the third one, there was some mailing in in that Oh, movie. that
1: third one is trash. Exactly. It, that's but what then I'm again, saying. I thought most of the first one was trash anyway. Um, There's a different energy. Actually, I, I, actually, I can prove, uh, I, I, can, I can counter your argument. Yes. Have you ever seen... The Santa Claus Trilogy. I don't think so. Oh, the, Tim Allen? Yes. Those are inversely good. Hmm. The best one's the third one, then the second, then the first. Okay. The third one, the bad guy is Jack Frost played by Martin Martin Short. And Martin Short is just like, hey, I haven't been in a movie in a while. And he's swinging for the fences. Hmm. And you, the, most of the movie is actually this weird family drama about a guy who works too much. Like It's really weird because okay. you're like, oh, you could get rid of the Santa stuff and this would still work. I love but where he's gone. so good.
0: Okay, that's great. So that's an addendum. Yeah. Now, I'm going to addendum your addendum <laughs> and say that's because you had a really great person, Martin Short, in there. In Goldmember, the third movie in the Austin Powers franchise, they bring on Beyonce,
1: who is no Martin Short. Uh, they, also, they also brought on Michael Caine. Well, that's fair enough, too. And you want to see Phoning It In. Oh, my goodness. Michael Kane was... might be the best at Phoning It In.
0: And it's almost, it's like, I mean, I guess... <laughs> I
1: watched, that right before I came here, I watched some of The Last Witch Hunter, which oh. I hadn't seen since it came out. That's classic cinema. Yeah, Right. And I forgot that Michael Kane was in the beginning. And you're like, he's in a serious scene where he's talking about like emotions and stuff with Vin Diesel. Yes. Like, if he's not Phoning It In, then he might be the best actor alive. Could be. Cause Definitely. I mean that that that's commitment where you're like, oh, I've got to do an actual scene with Vin Diesel. I better bring my A game.
0: If you do twenty three of the same movies like Liam Neeson, yeah, does it count as phoning it in, or is that just
1: how your character is in every movie? He okay, Liam Neeson went from, uh, you know, playing Schindler, yeah, sure, to where he is on the same trajectory as, um, oh my God, what's his name? Uh, uh Death Wish. Oh, Bruce Willis. No, Death Wish. Like the original. Oh. uh, oh, Charles that, Bronson. Yeah, yes, yes. He's
0: he's becoming Charles Bronson. To be clear, Bruce Willis was also in Death Wish, which was made last year, and it's a real thing. We'll talk about right, that. Right, yeah,
1: I know. Go for it. No, but he's on that same trajectory. Okay. Where he's older. Yes. And he's doing action, but he can't really move as much now. Like the last Death Wish, he was just like standing in one spot and yes. shooting things. Yes. Um,
0: I, and it's yeah, because we don't have man actors right now. I mean, Liam Neeson has to take that. Um, I put down for my favorite Liam Neeson mailed in movie, a little movie called Battleship. Oh, man. I saw that bad boy in the theater. (sighs) Now, I will say Rihanna is a high point in that movie, but Liam Neeson, which was used in all the trailers and all the production for that movie, was in that movie for about seven minutes. Well, that's kind of like executive decision. Yes, uh, exactly, something like that. But all seven of those minutes, I don't think that he had any idea where he was, what he was doing, or what the role was.
1: Now, you have a list here that you made. And I think the funniest one you put on there is Marlon Brando, because there's actually a really good story about him phoning it in. Oh, which time? No, no, no. It, it, his, it was his theory. Okay. Basically, what happened was once he became Marlon Brando. Right. Right. He would, on a set, first day, he would be working. He would, on one, any random take, he would ask the director for a second. He's like, hey, can I do that one more time? I think I can do it better. And he'd do another take. On one of them, he gave it his all. On the other, he phoned it in. And it was his test to see if the director so could tell the difference, and if the director was like, you know, I really like that first one. And he's like, oh, too bad. Yeah. Then he was checked out the rest of the production. Did he even have to do that when he went to Don Juan DeMarco, or did he just assume <laughs> that he was? Mo- I think he just said, that "Well, in. that that point, he assumed." Um, but that kind of stuff is what happened on. Um, and he earned that, by the way. I don't want anybody to think that he did not earn that because... No, he did. He earned the he right did. to be able to do But that. Richard Donner knew that before they started shooting the first Superman. Right. And they were warned, like, he's going to try to get out of shooting this because he's lazy. And the first day of shooting, he's like, uh, you know, I think uh, no one knows what people from Krypton look like. So I think we could just play it as a green suitcase. So film a green suitcase and I'll do the voiceover. And Richard Donner basically had to say, well, no, we, we know what he looks like because he's in the comics. And he had to actually like bring that out, uh, and that's the only way they got it out of him. But luckily, you know, Richard Donner's a fantastic director, so right. and that was good. And they also were paying him a ridiculous amount of money for like two weeks of work.
0: I'll take that. I'll do that anytime. Yeah. The Expendables. Did you see any of the? Three? I saw all of them. Um, is there second ever, one? I dug. Is there ever a moment
1: where any of those guys aren't mailing it in? I don't think it's not uh, okay. Terry Crews never mails it in. That's very fair, fair. He never fair, mails fair. it in, and um. Every time Stallone and Van Damme were together, though like that fight with the two of them. Yeah. Come on, Villan, <laughs> which is first of all, it's like the greatest. Yes. That's I think the phoning it in isn't in the performance, I think it's in the writing.
0: Boy. Because that because they're like writing.
1: Okay, the bad guy's name is Villan. Yes. And everyone knows that you're here to see stuff blow up, so let's just get past that. Yes. Um but it's hard this is what's kind of tough to to spot in that in those movies. The average age of the guys in those movies is like 53. <laughs> yes. So how can you tell when they're phoning it in and they're just kind of old?
0: They are all old. They've all had work done. And I, they all phoned that terrible movie
1: in. I don't want to say it, but I think Willis has been phoning it in since, I don't know, Fifth Element. Yeah. I mean, that would everything. cover at least half of his career. No, 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 no. After Unbreakable. Standing? After Unbreakable. Oh, okay. Because he was really good in Unbreakable. He was very good. Sure. Not but you. yeah, I, he really... Stood out as, yeah, uh, he's phoning it in with the what Expendables. What a rando-ass career he had, by the way. Very.
0: Just from the, the what is it, uh, 30-something? Did I get that right? No, no. Uh, Moonlighting. Moonlighting. Yes, they yeah. were the same show Still when suffered. I was a child because they went They're over not the my same head. They're show. No, I know, I know. <laughs> but when I was a kid, they were both like, I don't get this at all. And then all the way to through the Die Hard. So he's learned a little bit of that, too. Though I will tell you that, quite honestly, I'll bring it back to that Charles Bronson movie, Death Wish. I thought he kind of was there for that movie, and it may be because he loved Charles Bronson and he wanted to, you know, give yeah. a uh, proper homage to him. I don't know, but I thought he was pretty there. Yeah, I, I I just think, I don't know. it. But again, it's like, you know, they don't phone in every movie, you know, except every maybe Walken.
1: So Walken, <laughs> maybe- Walk it's hard to tell.
0: Yeah, you just never know.
1: Because you see something like, uh, you said Balls of Fury, mm-hmm. where he's funny, but it's like he's also in like weird hair and all that. Yeah. But then you watch him in Joe Dirt. And Joe Dirt's a terrible film, but he's hilarious in it. your tongue. No, no, it is. It's a bad movie, but he's hilarious where he says, I'm going to stab you in the face with the soldering iron. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, That's fantastic. Just in case anybody is wondering at home, uh, we will fight over (laughs) Joe Dyrte. Can we we agree that the second one is the worst movie ever made? It's terrible. Yeah, it's really bad. It is terrible. It is terrible. So let's leave you on Joe Dirt.
0: Joe Dirt. We love a good mail it in, but we will call you out if you do. Yeah. Speaking of not mailing it in, Mr. Robert Robert Pattinson. Pattinson. We were just (laughs) talking about his career
1: choices. An
0: independent darling for seven
1: years. That was on our last episode. And now he's back. Now he's back in a big budget as the Batman. And the more I think about it, the more I think this might be the best casting that's ever happened with Batman.
0: Uh, let's start right there. Then, who would be, who is the best Batman? Well, let's start with who is the Batman best okay. Batman up to now.
1: I think it depends on how you want to look at it. Fair, um, because if My, he, Michael Keaton's uh, Batman was brilliant, Michael but it's Ke- different than than oh, uh, Christian Bale's. Christian Bale, the thing is, when you see him and you're like, "Oh, that guy's huge and muscly," yeah, he could beat me up. But then you look at Michael Keaton you're like, "Oh, that guy is going to beat me up." Mm-hmm. And the whole thing is, Batman's a sociopath. Yes. At the end of the day. Sure. And in Batman Returns, apparently Michael Keaton just wouldn't do half of the lines that they gave him as Batman. Because he's like, Batman doesn't talk this much, guys. And when you first see him in that movie, everything's you know going crazy with the, the circus gang. And then they hit the bat signal, and it shines into his house. And there's this giant library filled with thousands of books. It's dark, and he's sitting behind a desk, not doing a thing. He's waiting to be Batman. That's perfect. He's he's Batman one hundred percent of the time. He's only Bruce Wayne so he can get the money to be Batman. Right. He's the high watermark. Not talking about terms of physicality because they all have their stunt doubles, right? Oh, sure. But there's something about Adam West that I love. I mean, he's always going to be my favorite. He's he's really funny, and he plays it just perfect. Yes. Right. But if you want to. Bob Kane, the quote-unquote creator, not really, of Batman, said his favorite was um, Val Kilmer. I think Val Kilmer did an okay job. He just had a terrible movie. Yes, he did. George Clooney wasn't bad, but he was in a worse movie. Yeah. um, Because they were making a comedy without the jokes. Right. Christian Bale... Uh, not I don't care for
0: it. See, and I like I like what you're talking about here because with Michael Keaton, you talk about you know that he will beat you up. I think that's something that yeah. uh that he will bring that uh, Pattinson will bring to the table because the physicality is not gonna be such. Like the Christian Bell relied so much on being big and buff and uh-huh. being buried in the the thing and he could climb it's out right of me. and that's not gonna be that. It's gonna no. be more psychological. It's gonna be
1: more this, dance with the devil in the pale moonlight yes. kind of situation. And they're gonna focus on something that they have never focused on. He is the world's greatest detective and apparently this is going to be focused on him being a detective which i love i absolutely love that that's what the cartoon focused on and that's probably the best version of him yeah um affleck was okay like he's fine he was fine absolutely yeah? Yeah, yeah unfortunately he was in some bad movies um the thing about pattinson is that i think he's going to get the young conflicted kind of messed up in the head because he saw his his parents murdered in front of him when he was a child mm-hmm. psychology behind it right that's what you need He's not a spoiled rich kid. He's a rich kid who's been isolated and raised by his butler. Right. So basically his family is also his employee. That's actually one thing that the show Gotham got right in its first couple of seasons is that really weird dichotomy where you, odd, where you odd, have man. him saying, Master Bruce, you need to go to bed and get some rest. And he's like, no, you need to go clean the kitchen. You know, and you're like, oh, crap. He can do that. Yep. Um, so I think that's going to work for him. What's not going to work, I think, apparently they're doing Catwoman and... I saw that. And Penguin. Yes. We already got the two best versions of them. Who Hallie are you going to...
0: and... Oh, <laughs> go to hell.
1: You find me a better Penguin than, than Danny DeVito. DeVito. Mm-hmm. How about we go with someone that we haven't seen on screen? Let's go Clayface. Got we me. got the tech. Clayface is an actor who basically there's an accident and he's turned into this giant monster that can take the form of other people. Uh, Why don't we do that That's some T2 too- shit <sniffs> right there It is It's horrific There's a great The first episode with him On the animated series Is amazing The way Batman defeats the guy He lures him into this uh, This television station And in their uh, Their broadcast booth They have all these TVs And he's put on Shows that this actor Has been in With all of his different looks And he sees it And he starts freaking out Kind of like The T-1000 At the end When he's melting Right, right? I'm, melting, I'm melting Right oh, Wrong movie Great Fantastic. And we have 80 years of Batman stories to pull from. Let's stop using the same two villains over and over. But the reason they're doing it, I think, is because Catwoman and Penguin are both on Gotham. Right. And that's wrapping up. So obviously people like that. Do they? Yeah. Okay. It's probably the best looking show on TV. Like it's shot really well. Hmm. And And it's just the right amount of campy fun. Like it's ridiculous, but it knows it is. Right. You know? Yeah, that's all you can ask for. I mean, they somehow made a short, skinny guy, the hmm. Penguin, work. From the
0: O.C.? Oh, no, you said Penguin. Yeah, the, penguin. Uh, uh, uh Who is the, the kid from the O.C.? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys, I don't watch that show. Hey, um, will he be in three, two, or one Batman movies? Robert Pattinson. Man, that's tough to tell because... And that includes being in other universes. It doesn't be, have to be a standalone well, Batman.
1: Well, that's the thing because... DC kind of doesn't know what they're doing right now. Oh, I agree. because that's why, that's why we're betting, my friend. They basically said the whole Justice League thing is done, but they got another Wonder Woman movie coming out, and Aquaman made tons of money, so they got to make another one of those. Shazam made all the money. Right. So they can't dump it completely. Shazam with Batman. Go. What about it? I don't know. I don't have any <laughs>
0: idea. I don't have any idea. I mean, they,
1: they, they reference him in the well, movie.
0: Make, make your choice. One, two, three. Or four. You can go four
1: um i think this might be a one-off mm, i see interesting I'm i gonna... think i think if they go too cerebral with it people aren't gonna like it mm, Interesting. it's, it's kind of like some... didn't they say that before no one's batman though?
0: So? his weren't really cerebral no fair enough but dark I, I, just a different way of doing it you know they went
1: dark but i mean it was still it. just stuff blowing up and okay like the first one was really dumb the second one was a good movie but then again Everyone says, "Oh, he's the best Joker." He doesn't play the Joker. The character that Heath Ledger plays only hurts bad guys in that movie. Right? Batman hurts more innocent people. Like where he's, you know, riding. He's just like blowing up cars. It's like he doesn't know who's in those. Yeah. Um. Yeah. The I, anarchy
0: did not go far
1: enough for you. Is what you're saying? Will
0: the anarchy go far enough in the new Joaquin Phoenix Joker movie? Yes, I think so. That's one of the best
1: trailers I've ever seen in my life. It's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy. so good. They finally let them do, really, uh, you know, just let that character go. If I don't know what it's going to be, though, because apparently on set they've seen the 60s Batmobile. That's odd. That's really odd. That so I don't know really what's going on with that, odd. but I've got a feeling um, this Robert Pattinson one might be a one-off. Hmm. Because also it might be hard to just pin him down. Maybe this is just something he wants to do. Because a lot of these guys, you know, they'll get into amazing shape. And Chris Pratt, no matter what he looks like the rest of his life, still has that shot that's in all of the trailers for the first Guardians of the Galaxy where he's looking super ripped. Right, that's you know? true. I dream to have that picture one day. Like, so- can, you, can you imagine being Chris Hemsworth and being done with the MCU at this point and being like, oh my God, I can eat burgers again. Uh, yes, that would be nice.
0: Maybe he won't though. Maybe he won't. So we are anticipating that, but that's a long time off. We're more eagerly anticipating things that are coming soon. Yes. Three on the list. I want to talk about why we're actually anticipating these, and I think that's going to roll into our last topic later on, but we'll keep these (laughs) separate. The three that I've got listed that we've been talking about recently, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tarantino's Mm -hmm. new movie, Mindhunter, Mm -hmm. second season on Netflix, yes, coming soon, and The Irishman, also on Netflix. Scorsese's long-awaited $86 trillion sci-fi adventure. (laughs) Hardly. Uh, De-aging the old men. Yeah. So, um,
1: apparently the movie's been done for almost a year.
0: That's crazy to me. But it's just, I mean, I understand. But The de-aging process, it's just, but I can't see what it's going to look like. I
1: can't even imagine. Is it going to work? Well, because here's the thing. It's not only their faces, but these guys aren't as small as they were, you know? I agree. No, they're not. No, not at
0: all. Uh, um, So that's, that's. Let's start with that. That's, and if it doesn't,
1: and if it doesn't work, then that's half your movie that's going to be atrocious to look at. That is so true. Meanwhile, no one complained about the de aging they did on uh, uh, Sam Jackson and Captain Marvel.
0: But it still didn't look perfect. Like I mean, it still didn't look smooth.
1: Exactly. I mean, so I'm so yeah.
0: interested. You spent all this money and all this time. How great is it well, really, really, really going to look? Pacino
1: looks like a different human being. Like if you take a look at him from Godfather Two versus Godfather Three. Yeah, sure. It's like. It's like they killed him and brought in an impersonator. Yeah, that's yeah, that's completely true. It's, yeah. well, let's start ah, with Once good. Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, we're going to skip back to that? Okay, we yeah. should do
0: that. There's been a lot, um, slowly but surely. They're giving us a trailer. They gave us the one sheet. I believe that it's debuting Tuesday, if I'm not Can. mistaken. Yes, at,
1: at the Cannes Film Festival. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, do you have to say why this is anticipated? I mean, has he's never made a bad movie. Uh, He's never made a bad movie. We agree on that. Jackie Brown is probably his least good and it's still fantastic. It's still fantastic. And I think but, I wanna and I wanna hate his movies. I want
0: to <laughs> one of the reasons that I am really interested to talk about these three specific movies and why we anticipate They're them. They're all really dark. It's because of the great creators that are behind yeah. them. Yeah. And even through all the mash of Hulu and Apple T V and everything else, you can still sometimes count on really great creators uh-huh. to bring us good work. And thank goodness we have these three guys still in our lives, yes. still making uh, movies. Hopefully they will continue to. You know, of course, Tarantino has said he's only doing 10. You
1: know what? He said that he was going to stop right before Hateful
0: Eight, too. That's true. Um, and he's obviously definitely making the Star Trek movie. I mean, here's it seems like that's inevitable.
1: He lo- He's at least going to write it. Yeah. And after everything that's happened with his other scripts that he hasn't directed, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure he'll want to step in. it. You got think so. But here's the thing. Um, I don't think he could ever fully step away. From making movies, Tarantino, because he loves them too much. It's kind of like that, uh, what was it, The Marrying Man? Mm, got me. Where uh, Kim Basinger and, what's his name, Alec Baldwin, like marry and divorce like four times in the movie.
0: Mm, All I'm thinking about is To Die For. I don't know, that's obviously not Yeah, no.
1: But uh, yeah, I think it's just one of those things that no matter what, he's always going to keep coming back to it. I think so, I
0: hope so. I really do because, yeah, I mean, there's just, first of all, I still can't think of a movie idea if it's not at least filtered at some point in time during the process like Pulp Fiction. All my stories end up like that always and forever. It's like, how are you going to do the way that Pulp Fiction was done? You know, that's just something that I've always studied. It'll always be inside of me. I I love that. But there are so many of his other things that are great. But he has such a unique voice. Yeah, he does. How many directors are like that anymore? We're gonna. That's going to be so sad
1: if we lose him well, after, after 10. Yeah, not just that, but like, he gets away with whatever he wants to. Honestly, he should take advantage of that and just do whatever the hell he wants to do for the rest of his career. Yes. Because, again, it served him well for almost 30 years. It has. And he's made it through the Weinstein situation. Has there ever been another filmmaker to have this many hits? Not hits, but like this many good movies in a row. Nine for nine, you say? Yeah.
0: Man. Gosh,
1: and I, you know what? I, I recently revisited uh, Death Proof, mm-hmm. and even though I still think it's about twenty-five minutes too long, yeah, the stuff that's in there that's good far outweighs the bad. I agree. Oh yeah, I could still—it's still an enjoyable but watch. Basically, just the scene of the girls around the table having lunch, which is like fifteen minutes long. Get rid of that, and your movie is so much better. So, other than Kubrick, I mean, I don't. I mean, did Spielberg? But even do? Kubrick had like a Barry Lyndon, which you know, it's as much as fantastic. I like it, I, as much as I like it, you know, that's the one where I think people can kind of take it or leave it. Well, people are stupid. Then well, they yes. don't
0: understand movies, and they should never watch a movie again if that's their problem. Agreed. But yes, um, I understand. You know, yeah, but it's not marketable. It's not commercial. It is very. Um, it's it's a novel, you know. Yeah. So I I agree. It's not. Yeah. It's it's not the same thing that Tarantino was doing. Right.
1: Completely so like has there ever been another person that's had that that can also get away with this where it's right. like hey I'm gonna make a World War II movie but in mine I'm gonna have the ending everybody wanted
0: yeah that's still I mean I would love to have been in the early pitch meetings for that I'd love to be able just to hear and to see people's reactions are like
1: oh uh, okay. okay yeah sure right
0: <laughs> yeah
1: that would have been so much fun to be there yeah so I, I, I don't think he could so that's, stop that's an
0: easily eagerly anticipated one please don't stop Let's talk about Fincher and Mindhunter season two. There's been a few things that's come out about it so far.
1: I don't know anything about it, and I kind of don't know if I want to.
0: Then there was a blank about the blank. That okay, happened let's talk in about blank. it. Let's talk about it. <laughs> um, so uh, the, big, the, the, the overarching thing this year is going to be about the murders in Atlanta in the late 70s, early okay. 80s, where there was like 120 kids that we're going up getting kidnapped and murdered. Oh, jeez. Uh, the, oh,
1: they're going to go with kids on this. This is going to be rough.
0: They say that it was solved, and there's somebody in jail for it, but mm. it definitely seems like there are some questionable parts of that. Some people yeah. say it maybe it was KKK-related, and the local police uh, there in Atlanta, which are maybe known to be a little racist. May have hid no. that. <laughs> maybe swept that under the table a little bit. No. Uh, I believe the BTK killer is also going to be involved at some point in time. We're still going to have... Uh, the the character from last time, from last season, that uh, everybody loved. that I can't think of his name right now, but the with the mustache and the big guy. He's coming back. Yeah, yeah that so guy. that's That's going to be a lot of fun. Did uh, I tell you Manson. I, Manson's part of this season.
1: Did I, did I tell you I tweeted at that guy? Did you? Uh, when I watched the whole season, I watched the 10th episode. Mm-hmm. And his last scene where he's confronting him. Oh, yeah. I felt so icky. Yep. I literally had to go take a shower. Like yeah. I've never had that in my life where I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get clean. Yep. I gotta get clean. Gotta get clean. And I tweeted at him saying, like, and I said, hey, dude, just letting you know, like, you need to win something for this because this is one of the greatest things I've ever seen. So good. And, yeah, and he liked it, and he tweeted me back. And nice. It was, it was, it was nice. I but, love. See, you were complaining
0: about social media earlier. See, it gives us some good stuff. No, it can, it can. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but mine, I, I just want it to be as good. Yeah. It Doesn't have to be better. Right. But everything about that first season, the casting is dead on performances are dead on you like the characters even though they're all fallible and even something as simple as the aspect ratio Mm. he went for a two two to one so it's like 70 millimeter which you don't see ever no and god bless him for it that's gonna be something like i i can't wait Uh, yeah that might be the best season of tv i've ever seen in my life
0: I watched it like a movie. Like I didn't yeah. watch it like TV. I mean, I think I mowed the first six episodes. And it, it was it's, just... it's
1: too good. Yes, it's too good. How do you feel
0: about since we talked about these movies back to back? The same guy playing Charlie Manson for both movies. Is he? Hmm. Mm, sorry, oh, I apologize to wow. the actor. Uh, he's a fantastic actor. He was on Justified. He's really great. But yeah, he's playing uh, Manson in both The Mindhunter and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Though I don't think that Manson is as a big character in either right. one of them, per se. It's just kind of interesting that they decided to do that.
1: I also think, well, first of all, it's great for him. <laughs> yeah. Second, uh, that's going to be neat because it's going to almost feel like these two things... In the same universe. ...exist yes. together, which is great. So that's going to be interesting. Um, it's also with the tone because Tarantino does ultraviolence. Right. But it's hyper. Always humorful. Right? Fincher is upsettingly realistic, <laughs> always upsettingly realistic. The sound effects of the punching in fight club mm-hmm. is what would push it over the edge with the ratings. They would yeah. have to pull back the sound effects, not the visuals. So it's going to be interesting to see how that one character, how that one actor can work with these two very different directors.
0: Yeah. That will be fun. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh Neil Patrick Harris getting murdered in gone girl. Another, Jeez. I mean, that's the uh, Finchner is just so just,
1: Oh, right. That stuff. Yeah. That 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 one was hard. Like just the the uh, the the dip to black in mm-hmm. and out, which is kind of reminiscent of the end of a, uh, uh, looking for Mr. Goodbar, where it's like, oh okay, you know, going right. in and out with the heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. But it was that was tough to watch. It was really tough to watch. I agree. Even the scene where she's assaulting herself mm-hmm. was yep. tough to watch.
0: Uh, that whole thing was just uh, uh, crazy. I, I, I would just yeah, uh, I love that film. I love that movie. So those are those two. Uh, We are obviously anticipating those. Uh, We are anticipating uh, the Irishman for a myriad of reasons. The cast alone. Uh, The cast alone. uh, Scorsese getting to work with all those guys again, bringing them all together. Is DiCaprio going to have a role in it somewhere?
1: Because that's the only one missing. That would be interesting if he just played, yeah, like a a scene or two. You know, just show up. He's got to. I hope so. He's worked with him for the last 19 years. Right. That's crazy. Almost exclusively. Yeah, yeah, it really is.
0: Unbelievable. He, he
1: basically went from one guy to another.
0: <laughs> Rough career he's had that, Leo. Maybe right. one day he'll make it. <laughs> Speaking of people who one day might make it, The funny. Rock is in a new movie. What? Yeah,
1: it's called Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, man. I am not excited. You do not want to see this, and I've got a feeling you're going to love it. I am team Vin Diesel all the
0: way. Mark that down. No, I am... I am. Why? I'll tell you why. Seven reasons. (laughs) I don't know if it's seven reasons, but we'll see if I can get there. Uh, One, it's his franchise. Uh, I need more, baby. Vin Diesel is God. Uh, Three, it's all about family. Yes, I did. It's all about family. Rock doesn't know anything about family. Four, nope, I'm running out of steam here. But what I can tell you is Hobbs and Shaw is not going to be good. I can promise you that. And I'll tell you why. Well, no, of course not. Because if The Rock hasn't made a good movie in five years, daggers thrown, daggers thrown. But also, they... Took all the crappy parts of Fast and the Furious and put them in Hobbs and Shaw and thought that that was gonna be like, oh, so cool, man. No. They took they they removed all the good stuff. Look at the end of the day, I think you might be dumb, right about that timeline. As dumb as this
1: whole family and Vin Diesel and all that kind of stuff is, it gives it a heart
0: and it gives it an emotion.
1: And, and Hobbs and Shaw is just gonna be blowing crap up. Here's the thing. The reason why um Hobbs and Shaw exist is because they can't get rid of Vin Diesel because he's a producer on these things. Right. Um but at the end of the day until they introduced um uh the Rocks character. Sure. The franchise is probably over. The I'm franchise is movie. over. I'm fine. I'm fine with all that. It's his franchise that. now. And if you watch the even The Ride, he's featured more than Vin Diesel. That's because his Q rating is higher. It's not because it's his movie. But he's also more charismatic, and he's a better actor. Those two things don't matter. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> but it's true. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw is just going to be, I mean,
0: that's uh, all, all things aside, I love The Rock. He hasn't made a good movie in five years, but he's been working with China. So what are you going to do? Except uh, uh, um, the one that he did with Jack Black. Jumanji. But that's not, that's not a rock movie.
1: That's a Jumanji movie. It's not a rock movie. No, that's him. That's uh, all him. No one's going to that movie saying, I really want to see Karen Gilliam. Um, uh, Jack Black was fantastic. Kevin Hart was Everybody was wonderful. fantastic. Uh, I actually liked uh, CIA a lot. I did not enjoy. Or it. central intelligence. Did yeah, not. central intelligence. No, it was just flat. Like it just it, it, they they they've been is, trying with the rock, but they forgot. Central how intelligence to use is like such a middle of the road. Like exactly, it's not, it's not Tommy Boy. It's, it's chicken black sheep. Crap. It's chicken no, it's not. Crap. No, there's not enough there. Walking to hate. Tall was an excellent rock. Well, movie. Walking Tall was great.
0: That's what I'm saying. And they've lost. They've lost the rock. That's what they they've lost him. It's he be- has to be perfect because of. All the corporations that go into making
1: the rock nowadays. Oh no, he no, he's a complete product. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that's that's why it's it's not going to be
1: good. Like it has. It's, it's, it's also it's so why polished. his movies are oddly devoid of any sexuality. Yes, so completely. It's, it's, so it's weird. weird. Yeah, almost, it's kind of creepy. Where you have a guy who and we've talked about this. Like on his Instagram a few months ago, posted a shot of him for Hobbs and Shaw with mm-hmm. like the body he constructed, right? Yeah. And you're like, wow. 2,000 years ago, people would have made statues of this guy. Mm -hmm. Like, he might be the peak of human perfection, right? And yet, his movies have no sexuality in them. None at all. Even Schwarzenegger got down in twins. Yes, he did. (laughs) Bow chicka bow wow. All right, I don't want to give this movie anymore. Anymore uh I, here's the thing. I don't think it's gonna be good, but I think you're gonna begrudgingly love it like I did the the second uh GI Joe movie. I bet not, but we'll see. Oh, that was five that was within five years, and that one was fun. We will see. Did oh. you did you see the second G. I. Joe with uh uh The
0: Rock? My future wife is in that one, so yes, of course I saw that one. Future wife? Yes. Uh the uh the British lady that I can't think of her name right now. Ah, oh she's so odd. She's everything I'm not <laughs> and I love that.
1: What would your current wife say about that? She would be like, good luck, you (laughs) dummy. Good luck. All right,
0: so we have got, let's see. We we put nine minutes on the clock. We're going to get this in in nine minutes. Oh, yeah. Hulu is now under the mouse's umbrella. Disney bought Hulu. We are in the wild new world of Disney.
1: With uh, 4,000 layoffs since they bought
0: Fox. Exactly. So let's let's pocket that one. I do want to talk about that. I want to start at the top, which is the most important thing for us, is that... Now that Disney owns everything, what is their branch-off company going to be for R-rated movies?
1: But that, first, it used all, to be Miramax.
0: Miramax used to do that, right? And there's, so, but there's been other f- uh, film companies that have done that over the years. So I'm really interested to see how their Disney of all companies, Mickey are going to break After it off. Dark, yeah, it's going to be really good. <laughs> I mean, it's we live in a world where they own UFC now, so I mean, yeah. it's not like they don't do violence. They stuff. own Deadpool. They own Deadpool. Yeah, they so. own Alien. Mm-hmm. How are they going and to deal with that Predator? Right. How do you how do you explain that to your shareholders? Maybe it's easy. I don't know. I'm just kind of curious how I don't this know is because work.
1: they can say whatever they want at this point and that doesn't mean we're going to believe them because they just caused 4000 people to lose their jobs with this merger. For selfish reasons for 4000 people. Also, um, it's hard to see what's going to happen just because you know how all these movie theaters now these chains uh, because of digital technology we can you don't have to ship prints anymore. Right? They're all doing like, hey, we're doing a a, a screening of, uh, let's say, um, Home Alone for Christmas. Yes. Well, the day that the Fox merger was signed, people started calling up to, you know, book their uh, Fox movies. Right. And they said, oh, not anymore. Yeah. Because Disney doesn't do that. That's just. So now all of Fox's content, uh. You don't get to do that anymore. No. Sorry,
0: Texas Theater. I wonder how it's going to affect places like that.
1: And now they're now they're also doing things like uh, they've moved The Simpsons. They're going to start doing reruns on on uh, ABC Freeform, which used to be you know ABC Family. Oh, is that what they're doing now? Yeah, hmm.
0: and I wonder how all the content's going to go under Disney Plus. Are they going to have two separate ones now? For is that? Hulu
1: going to get shut down? Gosh, I, yeah, I mean,
0: I really hope not. That would be terrible. Because
1: they've worked out a deal with Comcast, but that's only through, like, 2021. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. And then you have uh, Warner that mm-hmm. said after 2019, they are pulling all of their content to their own service, which means everyone that has friends on, you know, uh, Netflix. Netflix, yeah. Uh, don't forget, they paid hundred. Mil- Netflix paid $100 million to keep yep. friends for a year. So obviously it means a lot. That's going to be gone.
0: Just done. Office is going to leave, too.
1: Yeah, so I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, Hulu might go away in a couple of years. It's already changed a lot. When Hulu first started, you'd have to pay a dime. It had Criterion on there. Right. I miss those days. Everybody's doing their own thing. Yeah. If anything, they're probably going to dissolve it. Yep. I know they keep saying they're not. Eh, we'll see. Yeah. They also said they were going to release a Star Wars movie every year from now until uh, Infinity. Right. And after Last Jedi, that turned out not to be the case.
0: Yeah, when you make duds, then uh, then you change. Last them Jedi I wasn't up.
1: a dud; it was a critical success and made a like billion and a half dollars. That's it. Yeah, it was just you know the neckbeards online who got mad. Do you have a neck beard? Part of it is. <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. But that's just because if I, I, I first of all I think the people that have like the really straight right along the. Mm-hmm the jawline it looks kind of like weird. Max Killerman I guess. Looks kinda odd.
0: Yeah. But yeah. That, yeah, you spend way too much time on your uh, on your bearding situations there. Um you know, I, I, yeah, I mean I guess it is a kind of a waiting and seeing on this situation. I hope that they don't
1: take away Hulu. I uh, I like Hulu. I like Hulu a lot. Better selection of movies than a lot of places. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um
0: yeah, I mean, they don't just rely on the new stuff. Like They have such good you know, older stuff, random stuff, 80s, 90s, early 2000s yes. stuff.
1: Well, that's actually where I watch uh, most of my Comedy Central stuff, is on
0: Hulu. Do you know what I watch on there, sir? Do what? you know what I have been so invested Full in? Full house. That is not true, but... Step by step. Let's go ahead. Well, you're getting closer. Family let's matters. Let's roll into the end here, and let's say, I recommend to all the people out there, on Hulu, if you type in this little th- three words, well... Two words and a number. It goes like this. Beverly Hills, nine hundred two 90210. All the episodes, minus the ones where there's musical guests in them. You heard. Are on Hulu. I do know that the, the new show's coming. Yeah. I've, I have saw the first table read. Can we do it without Luke Perry? Jason Priestley is involved. Luke Perry is dead, so he will not be involved. But yes, I think so. I can't believe they got Jason, Jason Priestley back. I, I didn't know until the other day he came back. But it's going to be something different, so I'm happy. It's like the making of the making of.
1: This better not be like following their kids or something.
0: No, no, no. It's it's literally they they're, they are the hyper extension of their characters, and they're trying to get back together to make a new 90210. So it's the behind the scenes of making a 90210, even though they're not making a new nine hundred two.
1: That's so weird.
0: I know. It's so just it okay, different. Okay, okay. That, that, yeah, that uh, might be too meta. It might be. But we'll see. But, but I'm interested. Uh, so um, all the episodes, again, except hmm. the ones, like, for example, uh, there was Culinary Bad was on an episode. That's not on Hulu. Uh, babyface anytime babyface shows up that doesn't go to Hulu <laughs> I'm gonna miss the season four uh, finale because babyface showed up that jerk yeah. now I gotta go to Vimo to watch that one but most of the episodes are on Hulu so um I'm gonna give you two recommendations but that's my first one I'm gonna send it over to you for your recommendation over the top okay that's what I'm talking about
1: um also also uh if you go to uh Pluto TV yes uh, the free app Uh, They have put up a whole bunch of um, Asylum movies, and Asylum has their own channel now. Oh, wow. And I showed the girls some of the stuff that I used to work on. Excellent. You know, 10, 12 years ago. And they're like, Daddy, you wrote this? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, I have a credit on it, but they didn't use my (laughs) script. They changed it just enough. Yeah, of course, for sure. Well, the way it worked, you got paid half when you turned in your first draft. Mm-hmm. And the second half, of the day it went in, into production. Uh, but if they changed your draft.
0: They didn't have to pay you for that.
1: Bing, 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 bing.
0: The movie industry. It's a, right.
1: It is not a
0: uh, not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no. that is. I cannot
1: say on this sure. podcast, like, some of the notes I would get where it's like, hey, I like this part. This is really great. Next bullet point, stuff that would, like, get you, like, thrown in jail now. Mm. Like, you have to be so thick-skinned. Mm, yeah, mm, mm.
0: it's crazy. Okay, uh, so 90210 and oh was my first recommendation. My second recommendation is a movie that I think people have forgotten about. So I'm going to call you back to a little movie from the I don't know. Let's go. I don't know what year it's from. Boiler Room. And two thousand and one was that two thousand and one? I tell you why. Or All I need you to do is watch the Ben Affleck scene, Jeez. the act as if scene. Oh. That scene still holds up. What is it with you and Boiler Room? It's still, well, first of all, Boiler Room is a fantastic movie. No, it is not. It is so good. Oh, my God. Giovanni Ribisi. Come on now. And they're riding the bus of the first. I like Giovanni. And then he quotes uh, Biggie. I mean, immediately in the movie. Come on. He drives the Volvo with the baby on board. You might
1: have the worst taste.
0: I can walk you through this entire movie if you want. His gambling operation that he had at the house.
1: What do you want? Okay, then I'm going to recommend a movie from the same time period. Hit me. It is a movie that I can't believe that the director. This is his first movie, mm-hmm. and he did not. Di- he only directed one other movie after this. Yes, and he should have just gone and just directed movies from this point out. Um, Frailty. Oh, okay. Frailty. Yeah, great movie.
0: That is uh, yes. That's uh, McConaughey. Yes, and Bill Paxton. Uh, Powers Booth. Oh, that's good stuff. That was a really good. That movie. was really
1: good. That was a really good movie. What was his other movie? Um, I can't even remember. Oh, okay. It just it. Oh oh oh! Not the golf frailty. movie with Shia LaBeouf. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Whatever that, that golf movie.
0: LaBeouf. Okay, um, I believe you. Yeah, but that that was the other one. Not Bagger Vance.
1: No, but you you would <laughs> think after frailty, he would just keep doing it because it was so good. Yep. And it has my favorite kind of ending where it's like, oh, this is crazy. And you're like, oh, no, it's been crazy this whole the time. The whole thing, yeah. Yes. yes.
0: Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, I love that. It's a good wreck. I love that. So, Boiler Room, 9-2-0, Frailty.
1: That was a twist. I, I, the, the twist at the end, I legitimately did not see coming. That was good, yeah. Yeah. first time I saw that.
0: Because I, I, I watched around the same time as um, they did. Uh, oh, it doesn't matter. But, yes, I liked that movie. Yeah. Yes. I recommend it.
1: All right. And uh, Reign so- of Fire. Watch rain of Fire again. Mm,
0: good stuff. <laughs> good stuff.
1: Uh, uh, I'm just gonna suggest everything from the latter half of 2001.
0: What is that movie with Selma Hayek and the dragons? Tale of Tales. I'm just gonna give that extra one. Wait, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Selma Hayek, dragons. Uh, John C. Riley. What? Eden Dragon Hearts. Check that out. Tale of Tales from two oh, years ago. Okay. Yes. That's all I got. You got anything else?
1: Uh, now I got to go see that movie where John C. Riley eats a dragon heart. There you go. It's enjoyable. Watch that. We'll see you next time. See you.